is locally owned and operated in the city of Pineville, Louisiana. Robinson Family Mortuary serves the entire community of central Louisiana and surrounding parishes, including Natchitoches, Avoyles, Grant, Wynn, Allen, and throughout the entire state. Robinson Family Mortuary is staffed with over 40 years of tender loving care and experience. Robinson Family Mortuary offers cremation, floral arrangements, headstones, and catering for your repast. For information regarding any of our services, please feel free to contact Dolores or Tyrone at 318-442-7300. That's 318-442-7300. Robinson Family Mortuary, a family serving families. Robinson Family Mortuary is now located at 1815 Military Highway, Pineville, Louisiana. Hours of operation are from 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Robinson Family Mortuary, a proud sponsor of this program. Southern Heritage Bank is Central Louisiana's family of banks that provide that personal service in a corporate environment. Southern Heritage Bank is located 5211 Jackson Street. You can phone them at 318-561-2227. Southern Heritage Bank has a full range of services that are available such as online banking, freedom checking, 24-hour bank line. You can phone 1-800-992-7059. And we are an equal housing lender. Southern Heritage Bank promises prompt services without unnecessary hassle. Come in. Let us service your banking needs. Again, that all-important phone number is 318-561-2227. Thank you for tuning in for today's message with Reverend Larry R. Turner. If you would like a copy of today's message, you can contact the church office at 318-443-8715 to purchase a CD for only a $7 donation. Always remember, it's worth a trip to come and visit Christian Love Baptist Church, 3515 Hudson Boulevard, Alexandria, Louisiana. Welcome to Live Big Ministries, where Harry Cooper Jr. is pastor and spirit coach. We are located at 2840 Hollywood Avenue. We live in victory every day, believing in God. If you're interested in joining us in worship, we worship every Sunday at 1030. Bible study Tuesday at 630 and Wednesday at noon. We have a mentoring program if you're interested in mentoring young people at Warner Park Elementary School on Thursdays at 1230. Here at Hollywood, we believe that the loving is oh so good, so we're reaching out to the Shreveport community and the overall Louisiana community with a message of love, a message of hope, a message of encouragement. Listen now to a recent broadcast by Hollywood Presbyterian Church and Live Big Ministries, where Harry Cooper is pastor. The book of Psalms, Psalm number 103, um, verse 8 says, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is God's love for those who honor, respect, and fear God. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has God removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For as long as the Spirit gives utterance, the next few minutes, I want to share with you from the topic, Dads with Swag. Dads 
with swag. Now, when I say swag, I'm talking about an acronym, Strength, Wisdom, and Grace. Now, in our society, many of us know what we consider to be swag. I, I believe in my best self, I got swag. I, when we walk, we walk with swag. And when we talk, we talk with swag. Swag is swagger. Swag is a confidence in who you are and in whose you are. I just want to ask anybody here, uh, anybody know some dads with swag? You know a dad, okay, any, any, any dads with swag in the house, you know you a dad and you know you got swag. I'm the only one with my hand up. Oh, oh, VW, VW say, hey. If I got to say it, you just don't know. You better ask somebody. Dads with swag are a unique component, and in our society, it is important to be able to walk with a sense of who you are and whose you are. In our text this morning from the Gospel of Luke, we find a story of a dad with swag. I I'm going to say that this dad had swag because he had strength, he had wisdom, and he lived his life with a sense of grace. Now, anybody here recognize that you can have children and they don't always make the decision you would have for them to make? Anybody have independent thinking children? I, 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 I mean, if you have a child that did everything Every single thing you ask them to do, would you not take a moment and say, what's wrong with this kid? <laughs> because that child will more than likely live with you for the rest of your life. Not that that's a bad thing. We're definitely living in a society and a time in which finances and different things are bringing children back home for multiple and various reasons. So I'm not in any way saying there's something bad with that. It's good to be able to have a home to come back to. But it's also good to be able to have a home that you can leave. It's good to be able to say this home is a foundation. It is a root. It is where I have gained my nurturing, but now I am willing to venture out into the unknown. When you have a dad with swag, a dad with swag understands that I don't have to have my hands on you to have my hand inside of you. A, a, a dad with swag says, I don't have to see you everywhere you go. I want to live in such a way that my voice is always on your shoulder. So when you are going out into the world, which I want you to do, when you go out into the world, you can remember certain things that might have been shared with you, certain feeling certain emotions, certain characteristics and qualities that I worked to live in a way that you could see them and you did not have to hear me in your face saying them all the time. A, a dad with swag has that level of confidence. In our story, which we often call the prodigal son, I want to call the dad with swag. 
Oftentimes we focus on the son in this story. We look at the son and, and, and you know some kids. I mean, you work for all you got, but they want it. <laughs> and they want it early. This son says, I, 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 want, I want to cash in my chips right now, Dad. I want all that you have for me. Give it to me now. Don't save it for later. I want it right now, right sure, and right now. So this dad, because he is a dad with swag, understands that, yeah, I can withhold it from him because he doesn't know any better. But he understands that when you understand your children, you understand that not every child is alike. And you cannot treat every child like they are the other child. Every person, every human has their own unique identity and their own unique abilities. So this dad with swag understands that if I withhold this from my child, he may never learn the critical lessons that are necessary for him. That, that's important. A dad with fat swag takes the time to know their children. This swag dad says, okay, son, you want it? Here you go. And it says it wasn't long after he had been given it, he said, dad, I, it's been real. I got to go out and I'm going to be my own man. And sometimes you got to let him go. You, gotta, you can't have... <laughs> I think what my mother told me one time, uh, maybe my dad, who said, we, we, we can't have five grown folk, in the, all these grown folk in the house. In, in this house, there are rules and regulations. And if you don't follow them, there are consequences and repercussions. So if it is that you can no longer live within the rules and regulations of this house, you must go and get your house. That, that's only logical. That's only rational. So this son says, you know what? I can no longer live with the rules and regulations in this house. I'm going to go out and I am going to live my life. I got to live my life. It's my life and I'm going to live it. Headstrong and all bold and cocky with his daddy's money. It's easy to spend somebody else's money. Money that you didn't work for, money that you did not earn by anything other than your birthright, it's easy to go through all that money. And so what he does is he goes through all his money on frivolous living. He is out there. He is, hey, oh, 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 hey, oh, oh. When the club opened, he opened the club. When the club closed, he was still there. He was popping Dom and, 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 and Yak and Hennessy and all him. He just was, I mean, Crystal of the day. <laughs> it, it, it was as though he was rolling. He had money, rolls, cars, and clothes in his day. And he spent it all until one day a famine hit the land. And when this famine hit the land, all the money and everything dried up. Oh, we know that song that said, money, you got lots of friends hanging around your door. But when you're down, not spending in, they don't. Come 
round no more. But God do what? I'm glad I got some music folk in the house. God bless the child who's got his own. Money got lots of friends. You, 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 you out there flipping dollars, they're going to be with you until you stop flipping dollars. But when you get to the end of your road, everybody that was right there hanging on, you go back to them and they be like, dude, I... It gone, man. When, when the party was good, it was good. Now it's gone. So he finds himself in a mel of a hess. Or a hell of a mess. Huh? <laughs> Whichever way you want to cut it, he is in trouble. He finds himself, so he hires himself out. Now he, he's, he's coming from something. He ends up with nothing. He hires himself out, and he finds himself in the pig pen. And he looks in the pig pen and recognizes that, man, I wish somebody would give me something. He st his mind still ain't quite right. He's still looking for a handout, still looking for somebody to do something for him. And it is not until he recognizes and does something for himself that his entire life begins to change. Let me recognize, if you're here today, recognize there comes a time when you got to understand you cannot depend on anybody outside of you. Now, thank God that God will put people in your life. But if you spend your life waiting for that other person to get into your life, you will have wasted your life because the best thing God gave you was you. The most powerful in person that you have in your life stares you back in the mirror. The one with the unlimited capacity to do wonderful, trans transformative things looks you in the mirror. Be your own superhero. Uh-oh, just say, I'm my own superhero. Now, I don't know what your wonder superpower is. I, whatever it is, you know, think about what your superpower is. Envision what if you had a choice. And I gave this, I was giving away superpowers, and you said, uh, Pastor Cooper, this is the superpower that I want. Understand, whatever your instinct is to the superpower that you desire may very well be the superpower that is already inside of you. And so when this son recognizes in the pit that he says, you know what, I have messed up. That's what we got to do. We got we to confess our own sins. We got to acknowledge that some of the messes that we are in, we made the mess we in. So you can't look to place blame on somebody else. Always this person got it out for me. This person got it out. No, you made your mess. That happens. What you going to do about it? The question is not did you make the mess. The question is, what are you going to do about it? You can sit there and be sad and mad and feel shame and put place the blame game. You see, I wouldn't have made this decision. If dad had just only given me half of it, then I still have some more to go back home to. But now, no. Is this real? I'm, does this make any sense to anybody? That, that, that when we look at our condition and look at our situation, the first step that we make in the right direction is acknowledging that we have played a role in what happened in our life. 
We are responsible. But once you take responsibility, do something about it. And so it says when he came to himself, when he recognized that he was no, he was not himself. He had not been himself. He was still trying to perpetrate a fraud, living on somebody else, trying to be somebody else. When he recognized who he was, he said, you know what? I'm going back home. But I'm not going to go back home all proud. I'm going to go back home and say to my daddy that I have sinned against heaven and I have sinned against you. Can you just take me back in as your servant? That, that's what he makes up in his mind. He makes up in his mind he's going to go back and be willing to serve his father because he knew how good. This is a dad with swag. He knew how good his father treated people. He recognized when he thought about his dad, my dad treats people fairly. My dad treats people right. Even the people who work for my dad, they have more than I have right now. He treats people right. Treat folk right. Dads with swag treat people like they want to be treated. Dads with swag treat people like they are something. You don't treat people like they're nothing. You don't walk around and act like people are beneath you just because they don't have your money, just because they don't have your clothes, just because they don't have your style. That don't mean they're nothing. Just because right now they're incarcerated does not make them less than human. You cannot treat people like they are other. Because guess what? The same thing that's in them, that's also in you. And half the things they might have got locked up for are stuff you did and just didn't get caught. <laughs> there but by the grace of God go any and all of us. You don't know what turned them. You don't know the moment when they made a choice to make a, a deviate to go left when you chose to go right. And now you mad at them because they went left or you want to make them other. No, now I'm not saying, I mean, some folk in jail need to be in jail. They, they do. I mean, they need to uh, be in jail, but they do not need to be in jail without any possibility of restructuring their life. You can't throw people away in the prison industrial complex and we cannot live and act like we live in a society that does not have a prison industrial complex. There are those right now. And this is why we do our reading ministry and our ministry at Warner Park. Why? Because at the age, at third grade, in these United States of America, based on the reading scores of African-American and Hispanic third graders, they start building prison cells. based on your third grade reading score. So right now, if you look at, New, at, at Louisiana, which right now, as far as I understand, may be state number 49 or state number 50 in the educational system, and then you start understanding how many young men, even from Shreveport, have police records and are in jail, begin to understand how they are making money from them being in jail, you begin to understand we got to do our share to turn this thing around. 
Because it's not all just happenstance that they end up in these situations. There is a direct correlation between your reading score and those who are in jail. The average reading level of a person who is incarcerated is fifth or sixth grade. They read at a fifth or sixth grade level. Now, if you are telling complex ideas to somebody who only reads at a fifth or sixth grade level, they never going to understand. So now you continue socially promoting them until they are in high school and you try to tell them they need trig to graduate so they end up not graduating. So now they can't read. And what are they going to do? Now you go and tell them that they got to be able to get a job. They got to go and work, but they got to work in a society that was not even built up for them to succeed, but built for them to fail. I'm not saying we make excuses. I'm saying we make a difference. And the way we make a difference is to try to catch them early. We do our ministry at these schools. We make sure and hold educators accountable for making sure our young people are able to read. And we hold parents accountable. You a parent, you got a little kid, but you don't ever read with your little kid, but you expect your kid to be a reader. It ain't magic. It doesn't work that way. You do what it takes to be able to build your child. That's what a dad with swag would do. This dad with swag in our text took care of his people and he treated people like they were people and the son knew it. So when he comes to himself, he goes back home. But here's the cool thing about a dad with swag. You see, some folk hold grudges. So some people would have seen their son coming and been like, oh, God, what do you want now? But instead of reminding his son of his past, he reminds his son of his presence. Oh, oh y'all got to catch that. <laughs> instead of reminding him of what he has done, he recognizes who he is now. And he lets him know, I already know what you did. You know what you did. I'm going to welcome you as you are. Are, and I want you to know I'm happy to see you, son. I, I, I'm happy to see you. I want you to know that your coming home means something to me. Well, I'm very much understanding that this son and, and this, pro, this, this dad with swag is very much like our dad with swag. When I say our dad with swag, I mean our eternal daddy. Our God who is in heaven is very much like this dad with swag. Our dad welcomes us home because everyone in this room has done some jacked up, messed up things. Everyone in this room has done some things they hope their mama and daddy never finds out about. And yet this dad with swag is welcoming, saying, when you come to me, I will begin to uncover what was inside of you all along. And when you begin to transform your mind, the renewing of your mind, you will begin to access something you never knew you had. Know what it's like to be welcomed back home. I mean, that's a dad with swag. That is a cool dad. This dad with swag understands and he knows his children. And that's if you continue to read in Psalm 103. It talks about dad, our dad knows his children. He knows us, knows that all of us at times can be naughty by nature. Knows that all of us will sometimes do all we can get, a, get away with. And some of the stuff that we don't do anymore is just because we got too old to do it. If you could chase them like you used to chase them, you'd still chase them like you used to chase them. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. We 
are all capable of messing up. But the power of a dad with swag is he also understands just as capable as we are of messing up, we're capable of blessing up. Just as capable. I mean, you know, we sing the song, um, uh, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, that saved the wretch like me. You're not just a wretch. See, sometimes we get caught up and lost in our wretchedness and think about how bad we are. But what a dad with swag says is you might have done some bad things, but that don't make you bad. You might have messed up time and time again, but that don't make you a failure. The dad with swag recognizes that everything that you have been through has taught you lessons so that you will not just go through, you will grow through. And when you grow through, you'll go to the higher plane that the divine has for you. The divine has a higher plan for your life. The dad with swag sees your possibilities. The dad with swag sees what you can be, not what you have been. The dad with swag recognizes because the dad says, there's some of me in you. And a dad with swag says, apples don't fall too far from the tree. I'm a dad with swag, so my kid's going to have. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you just look at me, you check out my Facebook picture today, you'll see me and my dad face to face. And you know what? Some people say we're twins. I don't know, I don't think so, but hey, apples don't fall too far from the tree. And we definitely have that male pattern baldness. <laughs> and if I let that, if I didn't cut, if I didn't cut the cul-de-sac off, you see the cul-de-sac. Saying my dad just won't let it all go. I say, Dad, just let it all go, man. It's, it's a 21st century. You can be bald, be bold and bald. He said, no, son. I said, hey, you know, you, my dad got the cul-de-sac right there. I'm turning around right there. But apples don't fall too far from the tree. So a dad with swag has imparted the swag into the kids. So we got a dad with swag, an eternal father. It's not, I mean, it's not, I, I don't always use, I work on consistently not using male-dominated patriarchal language when I talk about God, but it is not because God is not and cannot be understood as a male and a father because historically, biblically, we've understood God in that way. God is our father. He is our daddy, but not just an absentee father, but a hands-on dad. We are the father who knows us, who understands about us, who recognizes sometimes we run off at the mouth before our brain gets engaged, who recognizes that sometimes we have a tendency to go left when we ought to go right. So he sends the Holy Spirit to guide us. See, this is the good news. I don't know if you've read and said, well, what's the good news about this? The good news is we got a dad with swag. He's got strength. He's got wisdom. And he is filled with Grace, a dad with swag. Now, the other son, when, he's, when, when, when the son with the possibilities is acknowledged, this other son gets like some of us at times. Anybody ever been there? I be doggone. This son left took your money, bought prostitutes, wasted it all, and you killed a fatty calf for him. I've been with you every day. I've done, I never left. I obeyed everything you said, and you ain't done nothing for me. 
Anybody ever looked at the grass on somebody else's lawn? It always looks greener. You know what I'm saying? You get over there. The reason why that grass may be green is so it's so full of fertilizer. That's how we got so green. Now, if you want to deal with all the fertilizer, then maybe your grass might be greener too. God calls us to enjoy and appreciate who we are, where we are. But when you spend your time looking at somebody else, you're missing your blessing. This son was missing his blessing. Does he really want to change places with his brother? Would he want to wake up in the pig pen, fill him with slop and say, you know what? I want to eat what the pigs have, but even the pigs won't share with me. Is that the life he wanted? See, so when you begin to talk about other folk, you don't know their story behind who they are, where they are. So instead of trying to long to be like them, be like you. Enjoy who you Real men with swag make a difference in the world. We are victorious. We are victorious. Nothing can conquer us. We are victorious.